0: Hello, and welcome back to Her Portion. It's Hannah here, and I'm so looking forward to getting into this episode with you today. So we're just going to jump right into it. We're talking about the topic of seasons, and it's been a great month. I love spring, and it's exciting to me that the topic right when we're going into spring is seasons because we're having a season change. So that's pretty cool, right? We're going to look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9. It says, and let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Well, I'm going to ask you today what is well doing? What are we going to reap? And why would we faint? So let's answer these questions and we'll gain some things from God's word together. Number one, what is well doing? Well-doing is often thought of in regards to ministry, and I believe that's the main context here, but altogether we can look at it as doing good through the ministry as unto the Lord and to serve each other. Um, To be weary means tired, fatigued, having patience, exhausted. So the first part of this verse, Paul tells us not to grow weary or not to grow tired, fatigued in serving the Lord and others. Number two, what is reaping? Earlier in this passage, verse seven says, be not deceived, God is not mocked for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. To sow means to plant something and reaping is what grows from what you planted. So if you plant an apple seed, you know, what are you gonna get? An apple tree, right? God is saying, whatever you sow, you're gonna reap. If you plant bad, you'll get bad. And if you plant good, you'll get something good. And back to verse nine, it says, in due season, we shall reap. What are we going to reap? Well, the first part of that verse tells us that we are sowing good. So in planting good, then in due season, we shall reap. Say that you plant that apple seed. It's not just going to grow overnight, right? We would think that would be silly if someone would tell us that. We would know better. It takes its own time and it has its own fruitful season. And we can't control that. It's just going to happen in its own time. Psalm 1 verse 3 says, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. But God tells us not to grow weary, meaning don't become tired and fatigued in your service to the Lord, because when the time is right, in which, you know, the timing is completely under his control and not ours, so in his time we shall reap or see the fruit from our well-doing. But what about the last part? Number three, it says, Um, The question is, why would we faint? So the word faint means to become weak, feeble, exhausted, depressed, or to fail in strength. So why would this happen to someone who's doing good and serving the Lord with everything they have? The truth is we can serve the Lord with every bit of our physical being and at the same time die spiritually from neglecting our personal relationship with him. We will faint when we're so overworked in the ministry that we become burnout which is basically the same thing as fainting. To burn out means your candle, your flame, it's gone. You're weary and tired, exhausted in your service to the Lord, depressed, and even ready to just walk away and be done. So we're going to talk about two main reasons for fainting and one I already mentioned, and that is letting go of your personal walk with the Lord. Warren Wiersbe has a few good things that he said in regards to this, and I'm just going to share them with you. He says, sometimes we faint because of lack of prayer. Luke 18, 1 says men ought always to pray and not to faint. He says prayer is to the spiritual life what breathing is to the physical life, and if you stop breathing, you'll faint. He goes on to say it is also possible to faint because of lack of nourishment. Matthew four, 4 says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If we try to keep going on without proper food and rest, we'll faint. Ladies, even the strongest Christian men and women are liable and susceptible to fainting. Anyone who starves themselves of spiritual food will spiritually die. The flame is going to go out. Christ is the light of the world, and in him is no darkness at all. The farther we go away from him, the dimmer his light will be, and soon enough we'll be wandering around in the darkness and wondering what happened and how we even got there. It's so crucial that we stay at the feet of Jesus as women, mothers, spouses, servants in our church. You know, whatever your title may be, you cannot stay filled up if you're constantly pouring and pouring without ever taking a break to replenish and restore what has been given. You'll find yourself complaining, which complaining is the sin that caused more people to die in scripture than any other sin. Once you complain, you'll become bitter in your spirit and the love you once had will turn into loathing. You'll start to compare until eventually you just can't take it anymore. This is growing faint from losing your special personal walk with the Lord. And number two, you will faint from being overworked. Now I see this happen a lot and it really truly makes me sad. You can be a hard worker and we should be. But sometimes that hard worker mindset can turn into so much more than just working hard for the Lord. And let me explain. When working hard is because you want to be seen of men as a hard worker, then it becomes wrong and prideful. When working hard causes you to become snappy towards your loved ones, and it causes you to miss important things with your children, it causes you to stay somewhere so late it seems you never have any time to just be together as a family. And I'm specifically talking about a church setting and those who are in ministry. But let me explain it. Um, I've recently talked about this on my Instagram, and I had someone very sincerely ask me a few questions when I said that family is first and then ministry. They had never heard that before and always thought it was the other way around. Now, I want to you know, explain that the things of the church and serving the Lord in different ministries and being totally and completely immersed in your church is absolutely important to the Lord and completely necessary for your family, for your children to see as being, um, a working part of the body of Christ. It's very important. I believe as long as you can, that your life should be centered around the church and not just squeezed into your schedule where you can fit it. Um, What I'm talking about, though, is when it overtakes your whole life to the point you're too tired to have devotions. As I mentioned earlier, you're never home for dinner with your family. You're gone in the morning before you even get a chance to say goodbye. Another example, say you're working at a Christian school all day and then you stay for the extracurricular activities every single evening. And then you're also cleaning all the classrooms and the bathrooms and you're serving lunch and it goes on and on and on. (laughs) And trust me, I know there's always a need, right, in the church and especially in those Christian schools. um, There's always a need for help, but by the time you get home, you're done. You're completely exhausted emotionally, spiritually, physically. And you just can't properly function that way. And I often hear, well, there's no one else to do it. I have to. And you know what? That may be true. There's no one else to do it. But you have to ask yourself, is doing all these other things um, really worth losing my family? Is it worth losing my sanity? And I like to say this. If you're too busy to spend time with God and your family, you're more busy than God ever intended you to be. with the creator of you create you to be too busy for himself when he created you for him? No, he wouldn't. And so what do you do? Well, you need to create boundaries. Boundaries are the only way to protect you and your family from fainting or burning out. And you need to let some things go. And I'm talking to myself here. It's, it's just so easy to say that there's no one else to do it. And I often have found myself saying that, but I'm working on it. I'll share this with you, and then we'll be done. My husband and I were taught early on in our marriage this that I'm sharing with you, and I'm truly grateful for that. Others have told us that we're blessed to have learned it early on because they didn't, and their family went through a very trying time. My husband was taught the importance of not overworking our family, but also keeping the balance of being involved in as much as possible while giving our all to serve the Lord. So here are the boundaries that my husband established in our family as we are in full-time ministry. But before I share this, I just want to say it's going to look different for everyone. Um, Your boundaries for your family are going to be different than mine because maybe your family is not in full-time ministry. Maybe your husband works... Out um, a secular job and maybe you work a job and you know, the list goes on and on. You can talk it over with your husband and together you can decide what's best um, to make sure your marriage and your family stays close and that you still have joy in serving the Lord. So my husband decided that he would never work at the church past six at the latest. He's usually home by five and this way he has dinner with us and the evening to spend with the kids. Sometimes the days change throughout the week depending on what's going on, but he always purposes to make sure that we have a family day, and that means it doesn't involve us working at the church or doing things for the church, with exception for um, the weeks of like VBS and stuff where you really are at the church every day of the week, but that's not um, the norm So I recently shared a reel on Instagram of what one of those family days would look like for us, and sometimes we go somewhere, do something fun, but most of the time we just stay at home and play games together, go outside. It just depends on what the kids want to do. So just to recap really quickly, your service to the Lord in the ministry is so important, and I'm not downplaying that at all. Your hard work and labor is needed and important to God. But if we neglect first our personal walk with him, then we're going to faint spiritually. And second, if we neglect our families for the sake of the ministry, we're going to lose them. So I just want to ask, are you weary? And if so, why? You know, take a look at your life and ask yourself, why am I weary in the ministry? And I'd like to encourage you to open up to your husband and express these things to him. Maybe you feel he is becoming weary. And just talk about these things so that you both can set healthy boundaries together for your family. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.